Hi friends, welcome to Oracle Aura. My name is Jada Christina and I will be your host today. So today I am super excited to announce a special guest. Her name is Dr. Allison Cramp and she's a doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine with a background in Western medicine and biology. She specializes in women's health and digestive disorders using herbs, acupuncture, and nutritional support. With a passion for resolving the root of disease, she utilizes a balanced integration of evidence-based medicine with energetics of the body, mind, and spirit. When it comes to health, she believes in a gentle touch, a focused approach, and oftentimes less is more. Recent projects of hers include herbal oil infusions for the hair, face, and body, as well as calm packet formulas for anxiety and depression, and a PMS packet to ease the inevitable. She's often found commuting with friends, enjoying kratom tea, out on the beach, soaking in the sunshine, honing her craft with reading research and textbooks, and snuggling her two cute kitties at home watching movies. Please enjoy this episode of Oracle Aura with Dr. Allison Cramp. Welcome, Allison. Thank you. Happy to be here. I'm so glad that you're here. And I'm so glad that we crossed paths when we did because I just relaunched the podcast before I was doing Vivid Vibes podcast with my friend Laura. And Laura is a, she calls herself a sensitive, I would say a psychic. And so we were talking more about metaphysical things and I still love that type of thing, but I actually did an Oracle card reading for you and that's how we met. Yes. And you were telling me that um, you are a practitioner of holistic health. I am. I am. And in about seven weeks, I will officially have the title doctor of uh, acupuncture and Chinese medicine. I went to get my doctorate and finally finished my last assignment uh, just Yay. a few days ago. So that's really exciting. So in seven weeks, I get my diploma. I'll be official. So that's Congratulations. Exciting. Thank you. That's so <laughs> exciting. So tell me a little bit about what it is specifically that you do, because I remember you saying that you specialized in women's health. Yes. Okay. So tell me about what you do. Okay. So... It's a big question. <laughs> so we got time, girl. We got an hour. <laughs> so uh, I, I guess a little bit about what I do is Chinese medicine is about uh, bringing balance back into the body. And I feel like you, you of all people would be familiar with that kind of idea with metaphysical, um, metaphysical ideas. And Chinese medicine, more or less, uh, you know, we all know about yin and yang and um, we apply natural ideas to the body, like hot and cold, damp and dry. And we figure out different in, well, we categorize different symptoms in the body as different natural patterns. So, okay. so say for example, um, say for example, you're having menstrual cramps. Um, a lot of times it can be due to cold in the body and cold in nature is constricting. So you feel that you feel that with period cramps and why does a hot pad feel better? Cause it's cold. Yeah. So that's part of the idea of Chinese medicine is that we identify those patterns in the body and we give it the opposite to bring healing and better circulation to that area. So the body can heal itself. So that's my whole job. Wow. Do you do any work with herbs 
or oh absolutely yes okay <laughs> cool so is would you say you prescribe more herbs and things like that than do you prescribe other medicines do you also work with pharmaceuticals or is it mainly herbs so okay so there there's a little bit of backstory to this which is kind of cool so um, acupuncture in the United States is, uh, the licensure is based off of states. So it's not, it can't, there is a national board where you can take four board exams. Uh, and then the state requirements, uh, tell us how many of those we have to take, uh, in order to be licensed in that state. So I can be licensed here, but not be licensed in Texas or something. Okay. I would have to make sure that I have the certain requirements. So mm -hmm. in this state, um, we, Florida is one of the biggest states, like with the biggest scope of practice next to California. And so that means we have to take all four national boards, all of them. And that means, oh, let me think about this for a second. <laughs> um, so in the state of Florida, we have to take four board exams, meaning one of those is the herbal board. And in many states, you do not have to take the herbal board or you don't practice herbal medicine at all. So you have acupuncturists and practitioners of oriental medicine. So I okay. am a practitioner now, almost a doctor of oriental medicine. So, um, <laughs> and I, at first, when I got into acupuncture school, I was thinking like, uh, I don't know, like, I don't want to do herbs. Like that just seems like so much. Like totally. it, it, there's, there's hundreds, if not thousands of herbs that we have to learn. And, uh, we'd have to apply all that immense knowledge into, uh, building a whole medicine for somebody. And I didn't want to do it. I did. I just didn't, I, I, I didn't have the passion for it. I had had experiences with herbal medicine early on that I, I, I didn't feel the effects and mm. I wasn't interested and I actually had a colleague of mine who graduated around the same time from herbalism school. So there, there are just herbalism schools around. And she treated me with herbs. She's like, oh, you've never, you've never had an effect? Let me try. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's been years. And I would love to see if someone can do something uh, for my stuff. So she did. And the first, after the first formula, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel better how, how does this happen? Like yes. I, I, there, I, I've seen numerous practitioners, all sorts of stuff. And I finally felt better. And I was like, what did you do? You need to tell <laughs> me your secrets. She went to a totally different school than me. So I was like, you need to tell me more. What is that? What is it that I was missing or that they were missing? And, uh, so we talked about it and, uh, she inspired that, uh, she inspired that herbalist in me. And yes. I was like, oh, you know what? And, I, and, since then she has, she had been, she had treated me for uh, six plus months and I was, I, I was thrilled. I felt so much better. I was like, okay, now I see it. Okay. I'll get more serious about it. So now, um, you can get like either raw herbs, you can get patents, you can get, um, herbs that are raw, but ground up. So you can just make a tea out of that. Mm -hmm. Um, so patents tend to be the easiest herb to prescribe to people. And what is that? <clears throat> so it's kind of, so patent herbs tend to be in a pill form or a little ball form. So you can take it easily, like on the go. It's like, you know, when, like you take your vitamins or supplements, okay. uh, granule herbs are ground up and powdered. So you have to scoop them into water Okay. and those tend to be more potent. They're stronger just because they're ground up. It's easier right. for the body. Right. And you can make a customized formula for somebody where patent herbs will 
address one or two patterns somebody has. Mm -hmm. A ground up granule customized formula can address all the patterns that you see in that person. So it's much more beneficial and more potent to have that granule herb, uh, granule formula. So she inspired me to get really, you know, get really excited about herbalism and what they, and the possibilities that they can do. Cause she opened my mind up and I'm so excited that now at this point I'm doing custom formulas for people and seeing incredible results. So, um, long story, <laughs> but, <laughs> but there was just, there was so much behind that for me for, for herbalism. And, um, we do, so we are able to prescribe herbs. We are able in the state of Florida to uh, prescribe certain supplements. Uh, so I do, you can work with functional nutrition. Like you can prescribe somebody vitamin D and uh, L-glutamine or something. And I have those available too. Um, and specifically supplements for women's health are in my cabinet as well. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's so amazing. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting to hear so many different people who are in the healing realm almost every single one of their stories starts with this thing helped me heal and I wanted to help other people experience that. Like for me, when I started teaching yoga, it was like, or the inspiration for it rather, I started practicing yoga and it started healing my body. Right, like something clicks, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> exactly, and I was like, I have to share this with people, like people have to know about this. And now I'm working on a one-on-one -on -one basis with my boyfriend who also has chronic pain and he's seeing relief from his chronic pain with yoga. And it's, it's fantastic. just, right? It's such a beautiful feeling to be able to help people that way. Right, that's exactly what sparked me when I, you know, when I was getting into it, it it's, it, it comes as a click and it's, it just, it makes sense. It makes sense. And you just, you can't help but share it with everybody. You're like, everybody needs to know about this. Oh my gosh, everybody needs to know that they don't have to suffer. They don't have to deal with this thing like, you know, like, like our current uh, Western medical uh, framework says that we have to, or I was told growing up, you know, with certain chronic illnesses, like you just kind of have to deal with this. You have to, you know, you kind of have to avoid these foods. You have to do this and there's nothing we can do about it. And I'm like, I don't, I can't, I can't be that practitioner. Yeah. I can't, I, I've always wanted to be the practitioner that told somebody that this is possible. And I want to inspire that in them, inspire that hope because I know it is possible to feel better from what I was told it wasn't. Totally, totally. And how beautiful is it too that there's so many things available to us that are from the earth. You know what I mean? Right. Like why is that? It honestly seems so backwards to me that people so strongly believe in all of these, you know, lab created things, yet when it's something from the earth, they think, psh, I don't need that. It's that doesn't crazy. work. But like, that's crazy to me. We are nature. Yeah. Why wouldn't something from nature also help us heal? Well, exactly. And I always point out to people that, you know, that are critical of herbal medicine or acupuncture, well, specifically with herbs, um, I remind them that pharmaceuticals come from, you know, extracts of plants and sometimes animals and various different things in nature. So why wouldn't the more raw form with the synergistic application of, you know, the, the entire plant being used or the entirety of that section, like that's synergistic for the body and for the plant. And it just, it makes sense. Like, how could you not? <laughs> right, right. So. It's like once it clicks for you, then... Mm -hmm. 
I mean, with anything that awakens us and aligns us, it's like when something clicks within us, we just want to go around and tell everybody, wake up, wake up. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So do you have any experience with plant medicine? Yes. Yes, I do, actually. Okay. Um, So I actually just met up with one of my friends who... um, Actually, we didn't even plan on it. We ran into each other yesterday at the beach, and I've been feeling really anxious lately. I've been having all of these ideas and goals, which is very much like me. I have a lot of, um, I don't know how familiar with Ayurveda you are, but I have a lot of pitta energy, (laughs) um, which for those of you listening who aren't familiar with Ayurveda, that's like fire energy. And I was just feeling really anxious and I ran into this friend of mine at the beach yesterday and she said, oh, like I'm selling um, mushrooms now and microdoses, like the capsules of mushrooms. And I thought, I think I'm going to do that. You know, I think I'm going to give that a little try. And you haven't done it before? I have. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have. But I haven't had it like pre-measured out in capsules and done it over the course of like, I'm going to do it over the course of a month and I'm going to do 0.2 grams every three days. But um, yeah, it's just amazing how like, you know, something that I thought originally is like, oh, this thing is going to like make me trip and blah, blah, whatever. Really actually ended up being like this beautiful, natural anxiety medication and helped me with my anxiety and depression. Oh, it's fantastic. And there there are studies that are coming out now that are, you know, very promising for the treatment of PTSD and anxiety and depression using plant medicine. Yeah, absolutely. So if you don't want to talk about this or you want anything cut out, that's totally up to you. But I am curious, what's your experience with plant medicine? <laughs> if you want me to cut any of this out, you can just tell me. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll decide on that. No, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> like, how much am I going to affect this audience here? Um, well, I guess, you know, so my experience with plant medicine, I actually think is relatively important uh, for my practice based on, you know, Actually, I just recently had a patient ask me about um, about mushrooms specifically, and she brought it up to me while um, after treatment. She's like, so I just want to ask you, how do you feel about psilocybin? Mm-hmm. And so you know, she was, you know, testing the water. She's a little nervous to ask me. I'm like, yeah. oh, you know what? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you about it. And I, I have had experience. And she, she was so relieved. She's like, okay, because I was considering doing it. So I had to, you know, I actually... Uh, talk to her about how to do it well, how to do it safely, you know, what, what it's like and my experiences with it. Um, cause she's, she's a little bit more on the pitta side as well. Yeah. <laughs> so she, she was a little, she was a little anxious about it. And, uh, I told her that for the most part, my experiences were just about like an enhanced reality and an enhanced, like in a good way, like an enhanced sense of well being and introspection and, you know, feeling really good. Um, and I would take like a, what would they say? A normal amount, like, like three grams. Yeah. Like two, three grams. That's a pretty decent little journey. (laughs) Right. Right. So like, so, and I told her, I'm like, you want to be out in nature. Cause I, I would go out in nature and gosh, I was in, I was in Sarasota at the time and we lived in this like little neighborhood that we could walk around. It was really safe and there was just trees everywhere. And I like tripping during the day. Like that's, it's just, I love seeing all the colors. It's just beautiful. 
Um, and I like to be somewhere close by for like, you know, bathroom trips and snacks and stuff if you need it. But (laughs) so like being completely in nature, like I do want (laughs) to have that experience, but you know, I wanted to be comfortable for the first Mm -hmm. or first or second time. So, um, I would walk around and I would literally hug trees so I can officially say I become a tree hugger. Me too. <laughs> I always joke that if I'm ever going to eat mushrooms, I need to be somewhere that I can have a bonding experience with an oak tree. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> so funny. So, you know, people talk about all these like epiphanies and huge experiences that they have on plant medicine and I'm I'm a little jealous because I haven't I've I like a handful of times that I've gone on these experiences and I haven't had that big epiphany and some people don't which is fine but I'm jealous so <laughs> <laughs> so I uh I yeah I've just had these really cool experiences where I think something that hit me was when I was lying down in the park just like in the grass just Soaking it in, I think I was peeking at the time in one of those cheesy four-person circles when we're all laying in the grass. No <laughs> lie, it was awesome. It was so cute, and we were just staring at the sky, staring at the clouds. It's a gorgeous day, and I actually start seeing all these patterns, and I start seeing like just beautiful geometric patterns in the sky, in the light, in the trees. And I'm like, oh my God, that's what they're seeing. That's what everybody else is seeing. That's what they're painting. Oh my gosh, I get it. And I, and I'm sure you've, uh, you've heard of Alex Gray, right? His, uh, his artwork. Oh yeah. One of my friends got me a little sticker with some of his art and I have it hanging right by my bed. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. So, um, which is actually really cool because Alex Gray, his wife's name is Allison, which is adorable. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and my fiance's name is Alex. So that's great. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, so cute. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) so anyway, uh, so yeah, he's, he's this artist who he tripped and did all this artwork and he actually, a lot of his artwork is on uh, tool albums. I'm sure there are some tool fans that are probably out there uh, <laughs> listening to this <laughs> and yeah, he, he would just paint all this artwork and it, it was, in, it was just incredible to witness the same thing that they put out there. And it was, it was just so cool. And I would see it like going to bed, like behind my eyelids. I'd just go on this like visual journey as I'm like, I'm just trying to sleep, but this is really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Like, thanks universe, but I'm trying to go to sleep now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes. I totally know what you mean. The first time I ever experienced mushrooms, it was, um, New Year's Eve. And one of my friends and her boyfriend were going to come over and we were planning on drinking, but then I remembered her saying that she had a baggie of mushrooms. And I was like, how about you just bring those? Yes. And I did the same thing. New Year's Eve. That was a total event. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> way better than drinking that night. Yeah. Just have a trip. Enjoy yourself. Right? That's like the best way to bring in the new year. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I had this like nice backyard. I was living in Orlando. There was like a few trees in the backyard. And it was nighttime. But I remember looking up at the sky, just laying in my backyard and seeing these geometric patterns in the stars and in the like silhouettes of the leaves of like the trees oh, hanging beautiful. over. And I just heard, I was getting this download from the universe over and over again. It's okay to be where you are. It's okay to be where you are. And that was the first time, honestly, since I'd had my Kundalini awakening, that was the first time that I felt 
grounded that I felt like it was okay to be where I was. It was like a reminder to just take a breath, be here. Like you don't have to constantly be rushing to the next place. So for me, I feel like that's what mushrooms teach me personally. They just like, I mean, I said to my neighbor the next day, I feel so grounded. And she said, yeah, eating the earth will do that to you. And I was like, exactly, (laughs) exactly. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing with herbs. It's the same thing with mushrooms. Like it is a very grounding experience because the, you know, there's a difference between for us sensitive people there, you would definitely tell the difference between taking LSD and taking mushrooms. Definitely. Mushrooms has a much more earthy, grounded, physical feel to it than. Totally. Yeah. Than acid. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did experiment with acid a couple times and it was just a little bit and it was fun. I'm not going to lie, sure. but it wasn't. I think acid was the kind of like the final straw for me (laughs) that was like, okay, maybe I leave the synthetic stuff alone. Yes. You know, I have a rule now that Mm. just blessings from mother Gaia. That's absolutely. (laughs) And I I tend to stick to that myself because yeah, I've, I've had experiences with with acid and, and again, great experiences, but it just feels like there's less of a grip when you're, taking that and yeah it's it's much less of a of an experience than like a grounded experience right Mm -hmm. right wow that's awesome thank you for sharing your plant medicine experience (laughs) thanks um so a question that i normally ask people in the very beginning of the podcast that i forgot to ask you (laughs) is what do you do to raise your soul's vibration you personally so to raise my soul's vibration. So it's kind of interesting because oh, I have I have quite a bit to say about this part because Do your thing. <laughs> and I promise it won't be long. No, um, make it as long as you want. It's fine. <laughs> um so we so as sensitive people, we do spend a lot of time like being concerned about raising our vibration and, you know, being connected and maintaining that connection and, you know, keeping the bad stuff out. And early on in my childhood, I want to say like 11, 12 years old, uh, my mom exposed me to like auras and intuition and she would talk to me about it. And she'd bring me to these little workshops where you could like experiment with like seeing like visualizing auras and meditating and uh, I'm so grateful for that opportunity and I found that meditation came so easy and as a child of course it did you know children and animals are so much more connected it was great and everything that we did just made so much sense I I was like that's what that feeling is that's what that looks like oh my gosh like just getting all this information early on and then Mm -hmm. as, as I got to being a teenager I was still so sensitive and then I started like having these experiences, like seeing like visualizations of like different body forms and seeing colors and all this other stuff. I was like, okay, this is too much, too much. Don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> um, it, it was so easy for me to connect and it's so easy for us as sensitives to connect. And part of, we want to use, you know, raising our vibrations to, you know, keep being up, like keep being up and out when, I think part of our journey is actually, you know, being a human being. 3D is dense. 3D is heavy and dense and life is ridiculous. And um, 
it's, it can be a lot for us. And that's why we have all these things happening to our bodies all the time and things that are uncomfortable and weird experiences with our boundaries is I think part of the journey is actually to be, be grounded to, Mm. I think part of the journey is actually to integrate into our bodies, not necessarily to throw away the ego or, you know, discount our physical experiences. Like these are, we're here for a reason. And I'm, I'm realizing the older I get, to raise my soul's vibration is to be so present with myself and whether that is yoga or just, you know, spending time reading, whether that's painting, my favorites so far are honestly in the mornings, I just kind of lie there in my bed, quiet. And I find that's the happiest time of my day. Usually just being with my own thoughts, myself, not rushing to go anywhere for a few minutes of my day. And then yoga, I feel like one with myself again, like really keeping connected. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's through our activities where we already know when we're in that soul space, like we already know. Yeah. So that's my take on raising your soul's vibration. Be, spend time with your body, spend time yeah. with yourself. I love that. Mm-hmm. I had the realization yesterday that being in flow is surrendering to how you feel so that you can stay in alignment because you're right so many times especially in the spiritual community we hear things about raising your soul's vibration and we hear all these things about positive affirmations and ego death and all this but it's like there is a reason that we're having a human experience and it's to learn you know what i mean like we're here to go through all these things so by surrendering to how we feel in the present moment like for me you know i i wanted to start working on planning a retreat today i'm planning a retreat for september and that's so exciting to me that is but my neck hurts so (laughs) so i'm like you know i'm just chilling today i've done a couple things but other than that i'm just gonna listen to my body and when we don't listen to our bodies then that's when we create this imbalance they get louder yeah the bodies get louder if we're not paying attention absolutely so something i like to do as a as a practitioner is i i tell my patient well or show my patient that we need to give our issues our emotions our physical problems anything that we're experiencing we need we need to give those experiences the microphone just sit in it for a second because you're spending all of this energy and time you're you're seeing me to get away from whatever it is is hurting you and it's so important to give it the microphone for a second and all that means is just you can just lay there and i've had i've had so many people cry on my table <laughs> i can like just numerous people cry on my table and that's because that the space is allowed. You're allowed to feel that way. And you spend so much energy and it's exhausting just in circles trying to feel better when all you need to do sometimes is just sit in it. And it can't, it doesn't last forever. That's the thing. It doesn't last forever. Once you give it that voice, you'd be surprised at how quickly it lifts up and feels okay. Like you finally feel okay. Yeah. It seems like whenever we try to suppress things, we are just inviting them to amplify, right? Mm-hmm. So I like to think of like shadows, pain, all of those things that feel like they're bogging us down as like a child, right? So if we can like take a step back and listen, like it's like when you're having a conversation with someone and your friend's kid runs up and is like pulling on her skirt and like to you, it's like, 
we're just trying to have a conversation. But mm -hmm. if someone would just bend down and talk to the child <clears throat> and say, what do you need? Right. You know what I mean? What's going on? And just let the kid talk for a little bit. Yeah. Then yeah. you can continue your conversation. You absolutely. Know? <laughs> absolutely. And like, I, I'm a huge proponent for therapy because at the same time that I'm giving somebody uh, herbal formula for something or acupuncture, and if it's often for, you know, an emotional component, I let them know, I'm like, look, I want you to be able to talk to either a licensed uh, professional and while like with talk therapy, something while you're verbalizing your issues while you're with me, or if you have like a trusted family member or friend, and that's, you know, if you can't do both, you know, and yeah, so you need to be able to, you know, give that child that opportunity to speak. And I know with uh, different therapies, you're like, oh, I feel this way. I feel this way. I want to get rid of it. And you can actually try and chase an issue that you're having when it's not ready to pop up, when it's mm. not ready to be cleared. It's I, I run into that a few times myself where I was so anxious to just like clear everything out of my system. And uh, like with hypnotherapy, if you've if you've heard of that yeah. before. Oh Actually, my, my former co-host was a hypnotherapist. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, oh, I need to listen to that one. So, <laughs> so I've had experiences where I actually had, I, I was so excited to chase like, oh, where's the root of all this crap that I'm having? And I would go in with the intention to fix it. And I sat there for like, oh gosh, like so many, like three hours doing breath work and it would not budge. Mm. And I kept getting, you're not ready. Mm. So there's so much in divine timing. There is so much in divine timing. It's like, it's not ready. It's not ready to pop up. It's not ready to clear. So part of it is also <laughs> trusting the process. Yeah. Big number two is trusting the process. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like so many people think whenever they first get it, get started on this path of holistic, metaphysical, spiritual healing that, oh, I'm going to go in and I'm going to clear out all this gunk and I'm going to be done with it. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. It does not work like that. <laughs> I had gone into it with that mentality and man, was I thrown to the wall. <laughs> yeah. It's this constant process and it does all happen in divine timing. You know, it's like we are meant to carry those things with us for a certain amount of time so that they can teach us what they're meant to teach us. And also some of them are these self-preservation mechanisms that we hold on to that oh, are yeah. protecting us in a certain way. And then when we have the awareness to say, okay, well, you know, I don't need that type of protection anymore, then we can let it go. Oh, absolutely. And and even then, like sometimes there, that's a part of us that is still protecting us from possibly a current situation or a thing happening in our life that no this part is still needed or something like that and but if that's not needed then of course it goes away that's that's something that can be dealt with absolutely yeah mm -hmm. totally i um i had an experience with ayahuasca for the first time oh wow yeah a couple months ago and um it was something. <laughs> <laughs> That's a way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I went into it with the intention of releasing judgment for myself and others. And lo and behold, I end up next to a young woman who's rolling around in the dirt and making animal noises <gasps> for the duration of the ceremony. So it was like a huge test from the universe. Yes. And I think... I think the reason that I was able to release so much 
during that ceremony was so because I worked, I picked this little tiny thing that uh-huh. I wanted, you know, yes. this little tiny intention rather than saying, I want to release all my ancestral trauma. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to try to stop judging myself and stop judging other people. And <laughs> even then, even when you use these plant medicines, 90% of the work is integration. 90% of the work is keeping that awareness and keeping that, that consciousness of, oh, I already did that work. I already released that. I don't need to revert back to that, you know? <laughs> yes. And and there's no efforts in when you release something, there's no efforts at keeping it away. When you truly have released that, yeah. there, 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 it just, it won't bother you anymore. It doesn't come up. Yeah. It's really and interesting. It's interesting too, because I, that was my intention and I do feel like I was releasing in some way, but I think I was more so releasing judgment to past situations that had happened in my own life Mm. because I did notice during the ceremony um I don't know how familiar you are with ayahuasca but you Eh, a little bit (laughs) you throw up a lot yeah most people throw up a lot Mm -hmm. you purge and for those of you listening that probably sounds super daunting and horrible but during the ceremony it's actually quite nice (laughs) no I mean I can I can understand that in in Chinese medicine and also western medicine if you put something in your body and the body's purging it is it is a clarifying experience for the body it's like okay getting all the bad stuff out whether it's physical emotional so doing it doing something that is of spiritual and emotional content and then you know, having that physical experience linked with it, the body associates that whole thing as, okay, we're going to purge everything. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So it would be like, I would judge myself, I would get sick. I would judge this girl next to me growling at the dirt, I would get sick. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of created that association in my mind of like judging equals sickness. And it's, that seems to be kind of like a reoccurring theme in my life that I'm trying so hard to shed this thing, but how common is it for people to bond over mm-hmm. like wounds? Yeah, yeah. Right. But, um, yeah, wounds and judgment are the easiest thing to talk over with coffee. Like, <laughs> yes. Why is that? Yeah, no, that's so interesting. Cause yeah, no, I, I don't, I've, I've, I know I've had like recent thoughts about that where, you know, people will just share wounds and judgments and that's how we connect. But it's a way that I think it's a matter of, you know, feeling safe with somebody because they know what you've been through or, you know, they understand what you're saying, but they're, they're it's not the right way to go about it. <laughs> right. It's like that saying misery loves company. Yeah. Right. You know, and I, that kind of makes me think too of how do you raise your soul's vibration right Mm -hmm. because yes absolutely we have these parts of us that are human and we want to share those with other people and feel heard and feel seen Mm -hmm. but then you know let's also talk about the stuff that we love the stuff that (laughs) excites us you know our ideas our theories and all this but um I just wanted to finish the thought about the ayahuasca ceremony I realized too, like what you were saying, when you've truly released something that you actually have released it, there were things I was trying to recall releasing. There were things that I cried about for like an hour, could not even remember what it was. 
I could not remember what it was that I was trying to release. I remembered that it was stuff within my family dynamic. I remembered that there were things from my childhood. But as far as specific, like pinpoint, I couldn't remember it. Wow. So that is true. It's like when you actually do release something, there's no. Yeah, it just it 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 gone it's not there anymore it's not present it's kind of amazing (laughs) yeah it is it is totally so on that note is there anything else you would like to add (laughs) (laughs) that was a really cool line of line of conversation yeah um i guess maybe some last pointers i i would want to add about um chinese medicine and yes uh, acupuncture and herbs is that, you know, I, I tend to put focus on, you know, it's bringing balance to the body, the mind, the spirit. Um, and in my early life, I had struggles with all of those. And I wanted to find a practice that did allow me to help assist in all of those ways for somebody else. And, I realized that, you know, I wanted to be the superhero for everybody as a practitioner. And truthfully, it's not a realistic goal, but it's, it's a, it makes me feel really good about what I do because I am a stepping stone. I'm a very important stepping stone for somebody. And whether that's the last stepping stone or one in the middle or even the beginning, but it's important to meet them where they're at. And I tell my patients it's important to meet themselves where they're at and to never push, to know that everything that you're doing in this moment right now is completely okay. And to let whatever judgments in yourself is, just let it be. Be angry, be sad, be whatever it is you're feeling. And eventually that will start to become a lighter and lighter load for you. So that's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Are you familiar with EFT, emotional freedom techniques? Uh, Is that, is that like the, is that like the tapping? tapping? Yes. Mm -hmm. I've, I've heard of it and I actually, a few of my patients do that. So I should be better and look it up exactly (laughs) what it is because I'm told it's, it's pretty helpful. So I guide other people through EFT and I can imagine that like, I understand what you're saying about leaning into an emotion because that's how we start all EFT sessions. I get someone to talk about what it is that they're feeling. For instance, I had a client who I was talking, or a friend who I was talking to about, um, she had this resistance against exercise. And she knew that she would feel better if she exercised, but among talking about it and me just asking her a couple questions, she realized that she had all these reservations against exercise because it brought up feelings of like how she felt in middle school and PE class. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So with all EFT sessions, you fully lean into the emotion. Beautiful. You let it fully envelop you. And then you're tapping on your meridians Perfect. and releasing it. So it's really interesting to hear you as an acupuncturist talk about yeah. leaning into your emotions and how you're feeling fully because that truly is the first step. Mm-hmm. So many people, when they get on this spiritual path, they hear all these things about positive affirmations. Oh, that sounds so exciting and lovely. That sounds like such a <laughs> cure for all my problems, right? Sure. But really, it can just be such a band-aid sometimes if we're not really working through things. Mm-hmm. You can't bypass what you're feeling because it's just going to amplify. Right, right. And even somebody that, 
you know, we'll look at positive affirmations and go, well, that's stupid. And it's like, well, that's interesting that that yeah. comes up for you. Like, why is it stupid? Like that there's gotta be, there's something behind that, which is always so interesting. Like I had a patient where, you know, I was kind of telling her something similar to what we were saying about, you know, she's trying to escape constantly. Like she's trying to escape her body. She's trying to always just go up and not be concerned with ego, the body, whatever. And mm. I'm like, you're missing the point. <laughs> and I was explaining to her, you know, we really got to lean into our stuff. We got to just sit with it. And it's very, it's as simple as that is like, just sit with it, be with it, let it flow through. And she had been seeing me for about, I want to say five treatments or so at that point. And then she, she stopped after I had, after I had that session with her, she stopped coming. And to me, it wasn't that I offended her or anything. You know, I, you know, I'd seen her a couple of times, uh, seeing another practitioner down the hall and she waved and she was happy, but you yeah. know, she, she wasn't quite there. She wasn't quite ready for it at that point. So, and you know, I, I feel like I experience this ebb and flow of patients that come in and out, like just getting what they need and then going. Yeah. And it's an incredible experience to watch where some people that come in just need to be told something or need a treatment and then leave and then come back months later or not at all. It's very, and I never chase. I never chase. You I will, gotta just let people come to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there are many practitioners and, you know, of, of all kinds out there that will, you know, call and check up and make sure they didn't offend or, you know, whatever. Right. And, and I just, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that at all. People do what they need to do when they're ready to do it. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that 100%. I actually had a download during, so... A few months ago, I went and I helped facilitate an ayahuasca ceremony. And I just took a little tiny bit, like a facilitator dose. Oh, wow. And it kind of just helps you get on the vibration of the medicine with everybody else, but you don't have as much of the effects. But it this download, I get a lot of downloads in the form of like animal symbols. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And so it was this spider on a spider web. And the universe said, be like a spider. All you have to do is create the web and opportunities will come to you. Oh, that's gorgeous. I love it. So that just made me think of that when you said that you don't chase. Like you have created this beautiful web Mm -hmm. and as people are ready, you know, they'll come to you. Yeah. And part of my goal as well as a, as a practitioner, and I hate the term alternative medicine. I, because right. like why, al- <laughs> why is it the alternative? Why is it the alternative? Why isn't it the first choice? <laughs> so, so traditional medicine, I'll say. I so, like that. um, as a practitioner of traditional medicine, I, um, I like to be that practitioner. Oh gosh, where was I going then? just pops out. <laughs> <laughs> I said the spider web thing. Yes. Yes. So the, so the spider web thing, oh gosh. We were talking about you letting people come to you. Yeah. No, I think it, I think it went away. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to come to you at like midnight. Oh my gosh. You made me so mad. <laughs> Cause I got tracked by like, oh, I hate alternative medicine. As a, but yeah, I think just with like, as a traditional medicine practitioner, I think it's, it's so important to, you know, just be that spider in the web and, you know, just let people come to you and when they're ready. And I think part of the goal as that practitioner is to put out that knowledge and not even just part of the goal, but like our job, our our duty as 
in this sector is to tell people and educate people this is what we can do this is what how we can help and i'm i'm having a lot of uh different obstacles that i come up about with just trying to connect with other western practitioners like i'll go to um, an OBGYN uh, clinic and have a lot of problems just trying to share information with them, tell them what I do. And, you know, you can't get past the receptionist. You know, way you're going to be able to talk to the doctor unless you're like a patient, you know? Mm. So it's, it's difficult uh, to navigate and to tell them like, Hey, I will even give you a free treatment. You come in. I just want to show you what, how I can help with patients and you know, how we can help each other man, is it tough? <laughs> yeah. Cause it's just about educating people. Like this is what we can do. It's incredible. It's incredible. And you know, we're, we're in this traditional system or non-traditional system. Yeah. I guess the beauty of the day and age that we're in too, though, is that we have access to all these social media platforms oh, where yeah. we can put out all this information. I'm, I'm an avid, uh, avid advocate for that so yes. I, I do a lot of social media stuff cool. um, right now and and it's weird because like I'll do like a selfie and get however many likes and then put out social media for my page for uh, what I do and get like three I'm like guys Is it, are you using <laughs> I feel that right <laughs> on Facebook or Facebook Instagram um I think what Twitter that doesn't have photos though, but like, yeah, I'm Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that. Yeah. Yeah. For a while I was doing, I had like one account for my personal Instagram and then I had one account for my yoga stuff. Yeah. And then I just combined them. Oh, and nice. now it's like, like really, really flourishing. Yeah. It's gaining traction, but it took like a year for sure. Mm -hmm. Because before it would be like, okay, why is Jada talking about meditation? Like, you know, like before I was just, yes. before I was just posting selfies and like, here's a picture of my ice cream guys, you know? Yes. And then I went from that to like, here's how to manifest with your yoni. Like, and they're like, what? Everybody's Data. like, huh? <laughs> but I also leverage that. I'll make like little polls that say like, do you know how to manifest with your yoni? And I'll make one answer. Yeah, girl. And the other one, like Jada, what? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yes. But so how can people find you? What are your social media platforms? Now that I mention it, I haven't touched my, uh, my personal uh, Facebook in a minute. And that one is called the nerdy acupuncturist. Okay. So since I just finished my doctorate, it's research-based. So cool. we have, we have a lot of evidence-based practice, um, you know, that kind of base education and how to speak with you know, Western practitioners, there's so much on there. So I like to share research on acupuncture and uh, herbalism and, you know, throw out some fun facts and get people interested in what it can do for them. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much, everybody, for listening. If you enjoyed the conversation, please join us over in the Vivid Vibes Tribe, where we continue the conversation and offer exclusive content. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please pop over to the Apple Podcasts or iTunes store and leave a review. We would appreciate that so much. Have a great day, guys. Namaste. Namaste.